0: What's up everyone? I hope you're having an amazing relationship with me. For those of you who are new here, this is the 20 Pod and that's 20 We you know it, E. And on this podcast we we'll talk about how to live a successful at the full life. Once again a massive thank you for all the support. It means a lot to us that we mean something to you. Find us on Instagram at 20 Pod and without further ado let's get into this week's episode. You're working at school in Greenwich. Yeah. Um yeah, so how did, you, how did you
1: even get into that? Okay, so it this and I so, how are you are you working as a teacher or? I was an admin as an apprentice. Okay. Cool. Admin apprentice. So yeah. essentially, this, a lot of people don't know this, right? But to talk about this, I kind of have to go back a bit in it. So essentially, when I was in school, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like it. Yeah. But well, it just wasn't for me at the time. The teacher I had, I'm not I'm not saying this is all her, and I'm not saying that she's terrible. I'm not saying anything bad about her, but it just felt. I as how I say felt. I'm not accusing her of anything, I said felt. It felt like she was targeting me. So it really switched me off from my education. Mm-hmm. And my grades dropped and I started dropping <clears> down in sets. And by the time I got to year nine, I was in bottom set for science. Got, then I got out of bottom set for science in mid-year ten. Then I got I was in bottom set for maths. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention in school, I wasn't listening and all that kind of stuff. But also there are things going on like bullying. I didn't really get hold with most of my teachers. A lot of them actually Yeah, they didn't like me. I don't think they liked me at all. And for me, I was someone that, because I'm an only child, I think, I liked talking to people a lot. So I'd get distracted a lot in class and that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I didn't do it to be malicious or anything. It was just the way my personality was. At the end of the day, I realized that the way I learn best is by actually doing things, because if you're just talking at me, I'm gonna get distracted. Mm -hmm. So, When I was in college, and the funny thing is, when I was in college, actually, they wanted me to be in that promotion for the college. They wanted me to, you know, they really respected me. A lot of the teachers really, really liked me. So, I was getting top grades in college as well, and I finally turned it around. I did what I wanted to do. The day, I realised that with all that happened to me in secondary school, in primary school, the best option for me was to get an apprenticeship. Because although I was getting top grades in college, and I wasn't seen as a bad kid and all this kind of stuff like that it just wasn't for me I wasn't enjoying it and I was really beginning the journey of developing developing myself into a better man Mm -hmm. and it started off with career but now this year it's really been me thinking about how I can be a better man so it's more stuff than just the personal development things, it's things like although I'm 20 years old, I'm not going to have kids for at least another decade, I'm still looking at how I can be a good father because I want that to be natural by the time I'm that age, so I just said to myself, you know what, I can earn some money, especially because I didn't come from the best financial background, and I was going from honest, I was kind of sick of my mum shopping to pay for things, and you know us not being able to afford things, and then also being able to get that same qualification, building connections, and knowing how to conduct myself. And you know, due to the law of association, you're the average of five people you spend the most time with. So I thought if I'm in a place with supposedly mature, more mature people because of their age, which isn't always the case, but I didn't know that at the time, I will improve. So I said, you know what? Let me go get an apprenticeship. It wasn't easy. It took months and months and months, rejections and rejections and all this kind of stuff, but I was able to get it. And yeah, that was really the, that's what one of the main reasons why 2019 was my favorite year. Because also I went to America did a speech in America. And it was my childhood dream to go to America because I love basketball and I was a basketball player. Well, that's the land. But I was able to do that, achieve a few other things too, and get that apprenticeship, start so earning money for myself. Learn a little bit of stuff, right? I don't I don't expect myself to know everything ever, even when I'm 80 years old or 100 or whatever, right? But learning something new, whatever it is, whether it's about life or, again, about something to do with your career, you know, relationships, you knowing how you can be a better husband, such boyfriend, or whatever, better father, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's what I love, like, man. And that's another reason why I wanted to do an apprenticeship. I think that was a subconscious thing because at the time I didn't think about it like that, but subconsciously I think in the back of my mind I always had that about me that I wanted to learn and not just the things we were being taught in formal education, but the informal education too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So just just to go
0: back to the previous story you told, that like, I think it's interesting, like how you weren't you didn't have the best experience in school, right? But then you and so you ended up being back in the school, yeah. <laughs> being back in the school. But I think it's interesting how those those things shape us, right? Like the the negative experiences that you go through. That like, do you feel like that that kind of shaped who you are today? And in a good and bad way, perhaps? Like, how mm. do you feel like it shaped you?
1: Bro, 100%. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that if you look at the way people are, a lot of it comes from your childhood mm. and how you grew up. Definitely. Yeah. So, for me, for example, I'm an only child, grew up in a single parent household, all that kind of stuff, right? So, automatically, I'm going to be more. Well, this is, it's different for a lot of people, but. My response to it was, firstly, being a, an early child. Now I want to have not too many kids. I don't, want, I don't want like four kids, four or five. Four at maximum, but I think the sweet spot for me is two or three. So I want multiple kids, right? I want to have a, a wife. I want to have a wife and a happy family, right? I want to have a family that's together. Yeah. And I want to, you know, go out and enjoy things. I don't want 20,000 friends. I'm not that kind of guy that's with so many friends. I want, Maybe four, well, I have about four, five, six real friends I've had at the time. So, and a lot of them from secondary school, I still talk to them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop talking to them because they were real to me. In a world where a lot of people, not just in school, but in so many circumstances for me, were fake to me during my teenage years, the core and group that I chill with now were so loyal to me when they didn't have to be. A lot of people thought I'd fail in life. They said, you're, you're going to be a failure, journalist, You're going to end up dead or in jail, all this stuff. And I was like, how can I end up dead or in jail just from arguing with teachers? When really, I feel like I'm debating. I am feel like, oh, this is a good trait. But wow. how can I end up in jail for, for debating with someone and being assertive? Yeah. And this is the thing. A lot of people think that I'm dissing school, dissing teachers. I have no issue. I can't mind. I do have some issues with the school system. I'm, I've said this before, and I'm not going to lie about it. That's why I work with companies that, try to change the curriculum. That's why I talk with Ofsted about how we can change the curriculum. Mm. If I, I wouldn't work with Ofsted and do stuff with Ofsted if I, didn't, if I thought that I was perfect because it's not. Mm. I don't think it's perfect. But am I perfect? No, I'm not. Is anyone perfect? No. So everything should be worked on. Yeah. So it's not a thing of me having a good the teachers and saying I hate the system, right? Because there are a lot of subjects in school that can help you and there are a lot of subjects that can't help you. So, for example, in my school, we had a subject called resistant materials where you're creating stuff and you're fixing things and stuff. That can help you with, example, changing a title or putting something together. Little things like that, science teaching you about hormones and all this kind of stuff. You don't think about how that can actually help you and how important those things are. But those are just, those are just little things. So learning that stuff, I would love to learn it now. Well, I am learning it now. I'm teaching myself. I'm reading books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do I regret not listening in school? not really but that's because you know i'm not gonna think to myself all the time oh, i wish i did this i wish i did that at that specific moment why don't i do it now i'm 20 years old i'm still young i still got time to learn those things mm-hmm. and i still got time to better myself and without me being the way i was when i was younger i wouldn't be the jonas i am today and i'm happy with the person that i'm becoming so
0: um, yeah, I'm cool. Cool. So, so then you've taken that that experience and those experiences and you've now managed to okay cool so that's that's driving you now right mm-hmm. that's what's driving you to to do what you're doing so i guess it would be good to know like more so like what what is what are you doing at the moment to mm-hmm. working with are working and we're in the education space like
1: what does that work look like so that's a good question so right now people that obviously follow me and all that kind of stuff know i call my and you obviously know it I call myself an educator, entertainer, and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the way that looks is, as an educator, that's me doing my keynote speeches, that's me doing the workshops, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Doing the stuff I do on social media too, because I, I do videos and all that kind of stuff there. Educator, I mean, sorry, entertainer, sorry, is more, like, I used to do a bit of acting. Okay. If people offer me a gig, I might do it, but, you know, it's very time consuming mm-hmm. and, you know, all callbacks and everything. Sometimes I've got other speaking engagements and stuff to do so I can't do it all the time but if I can do it I will do it. And then there's also presenting. So there's a Caribbean culture show which I was casted for late 2020 but because of COVID it slowed down production mm-hmm. and starting and all that kind of stuff like that. And I may be forgetting something too within those spheres but that's what I remember. And then entrepreneur you know that's my business Asia Ambition so we go into schools we work with clubs charities youth organizations and we deliver workshops for them to develop themselves and better themselves educating and empowering them because we teach topics that i learned when i was about i really took heat well i'd say 16 16 17 15 bit of 15 as well i don't remember a lot from 15 but those are the topics that really helped me and there's loads and i said i spoke to someone in you know I don't know if they're in the government or something. I saw someone someone in a very pivotal position in education yesterday, mm-hmm. and I asked them because they didn't any, any questions from your office. Spoke to us, so I said I asked them. I said, "What are we going to do?" And I'm paraphrasing because obviously I did the lead up and everything, but I said, "How are we going to aid students like me who had positives in school schooling system and negatives? How are we going to ensure that them in my position right now don't fall down the wrong path? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of no. people." were very very open with telling young Jonas that he was gonna be behind bars because I was debating with teachers and having some arguments with my peers which is normal a lot of of, I see a lot of adults doing the same thing right but But behind bars is a strip store exactly that's my point you can't be telling a kid that you know what I'm saying so many people Mm -hmm. put someone into a box immediately and a lot of people that I tell her today like, things like, you know, people for us end up dead or in jail. I used to get in trouble. Like, obviously, I was always the guy that I was like, I don't really care about people's opinions. Mm. Well, to us, sometimes I did. It depends. I'm not, sometimes I do did Yeah, but uh, nowadays I don't really care. I don't care at all. But back then, when someone would say something like that to me that I just knew was foolish, I was just like, okay, that's your opinion. I couldn't care less, really. Mm. And a lot of people say, that's not nice, Jonas. And I'm like, you're not going to get anywhere if you care what everyone says about you. Mm. Everyone's going to have an issue with you. Why do you think all these people in the public domain have so many haters? You think they care about them? This no. This is what I told people. I, I told them, like, you're saying all this stuff about this person, but they couldn't care less about what you say. And they may not even see what you say. So what's the point? You know what I mean? There's a, the world, This world has a lot of haters. And a lot of it comes from jealousy and ego, of course. I've got haters. I've got people who have said stuff about me that... Yeah, it's mainly adults. Funnily enough, I've said stuff about the work I do, and they diss me and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, "That's your opinion, bro. That's your opinion. I I don't care." A lot of the time, it's just projection of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but when you put your when
0: you put yourself out there, like you have to be prepared to face, be faced with the positives that come with it, but also the negatives, right? Yeah. So it's your it's your big ambition. It's your ambition. It's your ambition. Okay, cool. So how did I get started? And like, so and what do you guys do? So.
1: See a lot of things like they there's a lot for, for me, there's a lot of things in my life where how do I say this? A fire is ignited and like, I come back to it a few years later. Mm-hmm. So people don't a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in school when I was in bottom set and I wasn't enjoying it at all, I I would be at my house. I was a big WWE fan mm-hmm. in like 2016, like when Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose were on fire. Every week, I was staying up and watching. Monday Night Raw, I remember WrestleMania Thirty Two, man. So essentially, I used to have—I used to have WWE Two K Fifteen in twenty sixteen. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I was, My mom was not gonna buy a, a, a new game, which is basically the same for fifty pounds. She wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't gonna do that. So I didn't even ask. Like I didn't even ask my mom for stuff like that. So I actually, firstly. I wanted to be a wrestler, well that's not the first thing I wanted to be, but at that point in my life I wanted to be a wrestler, So, and I was honest about it, I, I, I thought everyone was dissing me for it, I couldn't care, like, I, I want to be a wrestler, I don't care what you say. So, essentially, I had all my moves, like, I wasn't going to be, you know the CM, you, you ever watch wrestling? I was the big wrestling fan. Oh, wasn't a big wrestling fan, you never had a CM Punk? No. No, oh, okay, cool. But well, people that I know CM Park, his finisher, he's called the GTS. That would be my finisher. I wanted to jump off the top rope and all this kind of things. Like I was proper on it, right? It's I also awesome. messaged a wrestling company yeah. on on Facebook asking them when can, <laughs> when I could join. I still got the message, and they said, "Oh, when you're eighteen, you can join." And I remember seeing the message recently, and I was like, "Ah, oh. I wonder if they're still thinking. Is that journalist kid going to come down one day? I wonder if they think that." But yeah, so I literally wanted to start my wrestling company as well. So. I proper researched like the cost for it, the event, looked at the venues, thought about the chair, the chairs, I only need the budget. How old were you at this time? I was 14. Okay. okay. And I then also, because I couldn't really afford that at the time, I did my own YouTube show called GWA, I think. World Wrestling, I don't know, World Wrestling, Global Wrestling Alliance or something like that. So it was my own wrestling company. I created like hella new characters that didn't even exist. I had my own championships, my own arena, I designed everything. And I used to like post YouTube with me as a commentator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my high-pitched voice, you know. So, I always had that desire in me to always strive mm-hmm. from that moment. A lot of people didn't see it though. And then it got to a point where I wanted to be a basketball player after that. And Asia ambition came because I went to a conference with Reggie, not a conference, but an event. Do you know Hayley Melinda? Yeah. That's her name.
0: Hayley
1: yeah. yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. So. But she's amazing, right? So yeah. I didn't know who she was at the time. She had this Building Your Masterclass event with Reggie Nelson. So uh, my mentor yeah. at the time said to me, Jonas, you want go down? So I was like, cool. So we went down and this guy was speaking facts. spitting gems. And he mentioned the word ace. And I was like, ace. I like that, I like that. And then I said to myself, what does ACE mean? And I I thought about what it meant and all that kind of stuff. So I said to myself, this was a year later now. So I went to that conference. A year later now, um, it's in lockdown, right? And I knew I wanted to start obviously a company, going into schools, doing work. At this time it was just schools. So doing workshops and stuff like that. I knew I wanted to do that. I literally had session plans and stuff ready in 2019 to do so essentially and this is like the, these session plans were from when i started my apprenticeship so i just got into my career coming fresh out of year 12 because i was in year 13 when i was doing my apprenticeship okay. yeah i was supposed to be in year 13 but i wasn't so i was fresh out of college just doing that. it's not a big deal i don't think it's a big there's a lot of amazing people off the chain who are doing big i know some people doing big things at 15 14 13. so I'm. I just look at them and I'm like, you guys are sick. Absolutely amazing. And I love people like that that do stuff like that at mm-hmm. that young age. It's. I think it's sensational because the light isn't shining them mm-hmm. as much as it should. Exactly. Yeah. So stuff like that, I'm just like, take my hat off and <coughs> give them an applause, right? But in that lockdown, I knew I wanted to do with that business, but I said, what name? Then I thought about the word ambition. I was like, ambition. You know, I think I've got you know a big big ambition. I feel a lot of people. Have big ambitions. You know, people who I've met who want to be the next prime minister or the next Elon Musk or something like that, right? So many people have big ambition, but how do we ensure that they know they can achieve that ambition? Because I'm a firm believer that you can achieve anything that you want in this life. That's just my opinion. A lot of people would disagree, but that's my opinion, right? So I said that that Ace came back to me. I was like, Ace, Ace of ambition, that was it, that was like ace of ambition. Then my mum was like, no, Jay, Jay, ace of ambition sounds better. But yeah, back to your question, so that's how it started. And what it is, is we go into schools, we work with football clubs, we work with youth organisations, charities, that kind of stuff, and we deliver workshops up for them, for them to learn topics that are really gonna aid them in the future. Mm. A lot of people say things like, we should be taught this in school, we should be taught that in school. That's what Asian Ambition does. Okay. So I saw everyone complaining about this and I was like, you know what? I love public speaking. I love public speaking. It came The, the way it came to me was weird. The way it started was, was quite weird. I didn't want to start, but it started. And yeah, I just said to myself, I think that'll be quite fun. So we've been doing stuff and it's been really enjoyable to do. Honestly, I like. I wake up. And I know before we started recording We were talking about We were talking about Obviously how some people Wake up and they hate Mondays And obviously I've been in that position Where I'm i su- On Sunday evening I'm finished watching the football Arsenal probably lost And <laughs> And I just I just look at the, the the night And I'm like The next time I'm going to see the sun I'm going to have to go into work And I'm just like oh, I don't want to do it man I've got to do it I've got to do it I've got to bring on the cheddar Help my mum You know That kind of stuff like that mm. So Yeah Ever since I started doing that it's like every day I'm excited to wake up. It's like I wake up and I'm like, yes, I can't wait to check my emails. Mm-hmm. It sounds mad, but I wake up. It's not even Instagram or YouTube or anything. It used to be YouTube, but it's like, I can't wait to read. It's like, check my emails, check my LinkedIn. Okay, now I can check YouTube. I don't even like checking Instagram, if I'm honest. I don't really, I have no issues with social media. I think it's good, but I'm just the type of guy that I don't really want to see. People posting their business all the time, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. I just don't, that's just not me. Mm -hmm. I like to be present. I don't want to be bombarded with information. It's nice nice to see sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's nice to see what my friends are up to and that stuff. But I think because there's so much of an information overload that I'm already having, working towards my purpose, I feel that when I go on my phone sometimes, I see so much and everything's bombarded on me. And I like, sometimes I do like, well, with what I follow, it's positive. So I like what I see, but it's just like, sometimes I need to breathe and give my mind a rest. That's what it is. Because sometimes it is fatigue I get from going on it too much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I used to find it weird when people used to say all the time well, social media, detoxes and all that stuff. I used to think they were weirdos, I'm not gonna lie to you. But I feel like it's quite important to do that. And you know, especially because we've been in in a pandemic for quite a while, going out and being present with the world, I think that's vital it's important it's important definitely and yeah
0: so I'm glad you've come on to, to say that you don't trade Monday mornings because that's, that's a big thing that I'm trying to get people to like to recognize to believe that it's possible because I think the first thing is do you believe that it's possible because a lot of people it's the mental block of I don't even like they don't even believe that there's a life possible for them where they don't trade Monday morning mm. <clears throat> But yeah, I think you coming on and being and saying that, that that that's possible for you. That's even a big thing. And like, you know, recently is what well, I've kind of changed what I've been working on. And mm. like, I now have like like I I have a whiteboard in my room, and it's just like it's got like quotes and stuff like like things mm. I'm working on to just always see it right. And it's got like the the four major things I'm working on. The podcast is one of them. They run around the podcast. And like, yeah, when I wake up and I look at that when I'm working, I just catch a glimpse of that. I'm like, yeah, right? Like, mm. This is like, not only do I want to work on this long term, but it's like, it makes me excited, and, mm-hmm. I, and I wake up and I'm like, you know, excited to get started with, with things, and like, mm-hmm. you know, that mindset change shift is just like, it's just it's just like, it's very positive. And then, yeah, they moved on to talking about like, um, social media and like just having too much information coming onto you, mm-hmm. like, that's a real thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, just. Like I was saying, when, when you're already doing a lot and running a business, you're already taking on a lot of information, and to add on top of that, like, people's opinions on social media, and then a lot of stuff that's just irrelevant, mm. it's just, it can be a lot sometimes, right? Yeah. And um, they can definitely, definitely throw you off, but you never mention as well your, your purpose, like, so for, your, for yourself, what do you see as that overarching, guiding purpose or
1: mission? Me, man. Fair it's, me. It's, it's a big question. I'm not gonna lie, but this we're here man, to ask the big question. This man and his questions, this, this guy's questions are sensational. Like oh, right. if, if you saw the questions this guy had for me, he sent me a couple of days ago. <laughs> I was like crikey, mate. This guy's gonna make me deep my whole life. I don't even need a box of tissues because I'm gonna be deep and stuff. <laughs> but I think yeah, that, man. yeah my purpose. Oh, I get this question. This is the first time I've got this question in a while, and my purpose has changed since then. It does, it does. Yeah, it does. so I think. I haven't really thought about it like that, you know. I've been so, you know, focused on mm. developing myself and learning how to become a better man and become a gentleman that I haven't really been thinking about that. But when I deep it, I think my goal, one of my big goals, and you know, I'll say it this way, right? Some people's goal in life is to have become a millionaire. Mm. Some people's goal is to become a billionaire. Some people's goal is to, you know, prove people wrong. Mm. My, I just want to have. A good life. I want to love life. I want to travel. I want to have a happy family. I want to be a good man. I want to be a gentleman. I want to, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what I want. So I guess my purpose is to, I'm going to live my best life while well, aiding others as well, especially from areas like mine. Mm. So I'm proudly from like the London Borough of That's my hometown, right? I always love my hometown. But when I tell people I'm from Lucian, <laughs> <People> <laughs> already with, we're, already, we're already both laughing because we know people will be like. I remember once, this is before I started public speaking, early two thousand nineteen, right? I met someone from Watford, yeah. And I told them I'm from Southeast. Guess what they said? What they say? Are you in a gang? Uh, and I didn't. Yeah, I was not upset. Like, I don't get offended. Like people think I get offended easily. I don't. The reason I used to get upset when I was younger is because things were a build up and um, no one would ever catch it. No one would ever say, stop doing that to Jonas. There's always a laugh, 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 and I'd be like, I'd wash it off, but it got too much mm-hmm. for me. So that's why I'd have these outbursts when I was younger, but people wouldn't look at it that way. So for me now, I don't have outbursts, I'm just like, this is what it is, that's your opinion, that's your opinion, innit? I've got to be rational at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a businessman, I can't be losing my head. Yeah, It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. So, and I'm a black man too. Like, honestly, I'm a black man, I can't be, you know, fulfilling the stereotype of an angry black man. Is that correct? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, I I think, <clears throat> yeah, for me, it's also to, you know, it's for my area, it's for people that grew up like me, it's for people from marginalized areas, because again, she asked that, and then, and this person's actually my friend as well, funnily enough, but this is when she was younger, because she's a few years younger than me. So, she then asked, have you ever carried a knife before? Like, well, yeah. To when I'm cutting my, my bread for my sandwich, yeah, but not outside my house to stab someone. <laughs> but when I'm cooking or eating, yeah. But like, it's stuff like that in it. It's a, it's, a, it's a joke to them, but there's some people out there that feel like they have to mm. live that life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. i I have friends who have come to once and they've been robbed. I have friends who have been in chicken shops and they've nearly been stabbed. Some of them have been stabbed for no reason. And these are good people. Like my friends are good people. They have a job. They do good stuff for the community. They want to help young people. Mm-hmm. And they're getting caught up in this stuff by just trying to buy some chicken and chips. So, it's stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, it's, yes, I want to better my life, to have a happy family, to travel the world, all this kind of stuff. But also, I want to aid people. And I think a lot of people would say that and think that, a lot of people would, that, they'll see people saying that and they're like, oh, that's not genuine or something like that. But I know what it's like to grow up feeling like you're a failure. I know what it's like to grow up with people always telling you that you're not good enough. I know what it's like to grow up and always wish that you were someone that was different to who you are. So now that I'm happy with who I am, I'm not, I'm not content, but I'm happy with the progress I made and who I am right now. Still trying to be a better person. But now, how do I aid them to believe they can achieve something greater than them? Because, again, when I tell people I'm from Lucian, they're like, oh, bro, you you must have been through it. I'm like, it's not as bad as you think, you know? It's not as bad as you think. But it's about switching that paradigm. It's about switching that paradigm. So I always, like, for me, I said, like, if I ever, because a lot of people tell me, why don't you do a TED Talk, Jonas? I said, and I stick to this, if I'm ever going to do a TED Talk, my first TED Talk has to be in my hometown. It's got to be TEDx Lucian. It's got to be TEDx Lucian. I've got to do it in my hometown. Mm. Why? Because I'm not going to be a sellout. I'm not not saying everyone that leaves their hometown and stuff is a sellout. I'm not going to live in Lucian forever. I'm not, right? One of my goals is actually to live in a different city to London. So I'm not going to stay in Lucian forever, but I'm always going to support Lucian. That drives me as well. That drives me as well. When I see young people with big ambition, and bear in mind, I'm a young person too. I always tell them this. I'm a young person too. Don't look at me like I'm this adult or I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than you because I'm really not. I'm not better than you in any way, shape or form. Some of the young people I see, I'm like, bruv, you, when you get to my age, you're going to be miles better than me. Miles better than me. And this is the thing. My mentor always told me, if you get to my age and you're not in a better position than I am right now, I failed you. He said, I failed you. You didn't fail yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality of a real teacher. Exactly. And I said to myself, i got to adopt that mentality. So that's why I say they're going to be better than me. Because I'm speaking it into existence. So the young people I work with, they will be better than me. They will be. Mm-hmm. If they're slacking and all that kind of stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously, mate, I'm gonna give them a talking to in it. But if they put in the work and when they put in the work, they can. But also they need to understand that you need to balance working with living too. Mm-hmm. But don't do anything stupid and illegal that's gonna, you know, get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to like what we were saying <clears throat>
0: before the cameras was rolling, about just like having that person who was pivotal in your life, like that believed in you, and you'll be that person for other people. And I think that's so important. Like, and and anyone can do it, and it's in any field, whatever you're doing, your job, at, within your family, like you can be that person to someone. I feel like it's so important. Like I, I talking about my my teacher in school, my like, year eleven chemistry teacher. I just remember just like. Him just giving me that boost, that encouragement mm. that like you can do it, like you're smart enough to do it, like you put your mind to, it, you can get it done. And just like that, literally changed the whole course of my secondary school my education. Mm. So just like having those people, like I'm, I think now the position as you get older is now like turning around and being that to other people. Mm. It's crucial, man. It's crucial. And then it's so obviously like you have now created an organization as your ambition <clears throat> and you're trying to make an impact. For those people in the communities you're talking about and I, and I feel that like, again, that's so important to, Like to find a community that means something to you that you can relate to and then they have problems in that community and you're working to solve those problems like, I feel like that's when you really connect with the work that you're doing mm-hmm. and yes, yeah, so I think that's a that's a really crucial part to any kind of mission or purpose that you have you have to connect to it on that kind of level and, and to be fair, like, not everyone even wants to or needs to I, I won't say needs, but not one wants to have that. Like some people just want to live a simple life. But basically, mm-hmm. everyone just yeah. you know do that. They do their job and go home. Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you do want to have something where you actually connect with what you're doing, I feel like you need to have that. You know, that community. I mean, the people you're helping, you need to like understand what they're going through and really mm-hmm. connect connect with them um,
1: on a deeper level. You know what? Sorry. No, go but go You know what you just said? It triggers something in my head cause yeah. I'd be lying if I ever said to myself, I wish I chose a simpler life. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be lying. And that wasn't something that, it was this year I've been thinking that. Because people say entrepreneurship's hard and all this kind of stuff is, it is, yeah. it isn't easy <laughs> for easy. us, it isn't. Like for the past, since October, I'm not even joking, I, I've i said before, I said to you before we were recording, I think I've said it while we've been recording too, it's good to have breaks enjoy your life one of my goals in life as i said my purpose i want to build a good life right one of the one of the things I, sometimes i have to work till three four in the morning doing stuff getting stuff done before deadlines and i know uni students do it too yeah but when it's your business it's something else yeah it's different always i can't relate. i didn't go to uni so i can't mm-hmm. relate in it so i can't really talk but Work, staying up late doing stuff for months you know people don't lie when they say that it's early mornings late nights so everyone can be a CEO in my opinion I agree but are you willing to make the sacrifices to be a CEO Mm -hmm. because sometimes you want to have a rest but you can't sometimes you want to go out with your friends but you can't sometimes it's a Saturday and you're like I just want to stay at home and relax a bit, but you've got to go out yeah. and do something for hours. <clears throat>
0: it's responsibility, it's real responsibility, yeah, and you have, you've got a team, you've got other people looking to you, they're looking to you to you know, perform and be your best, mm. <clears throat> so it's even just
1: that pressure as well to just be at your best. It's tiring, yeah. it really is tiring, like honestly, like a lot of people, and this is what I said earlier, like I'm not perfect, I'm not the the man at all. I'm just a normal guy. And I'm not saying that to be humble or anything. That's generally how I feel, right? That's generally. I tell my friends this, I tell my family this, I tell them this stuff, right? So when you constantly feel, because sometimes you put yourself in a position where you need, to, you feel like you need to be that, but that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is your well being and the mm-hmm. well being of the people you want to support.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But their well-being doesn't improve by you being perfect because perfection is a myth, it's Mm. a facade so if they think that you're perfect you need to make sure they understand that you're not Mm. because that them thinking you're perfect could then switch into them being resentful of you and jealous
0: when they find out you're not perfect or when
1: you reveal imperfections and they'll think you're a fraud Mm. you'll be the enemy and also when they when they find out that you're not perfect or when they think, also another thing is they could think that you're perfect and wanna be like you, right? They admire you. But then when they realize that they're <clears> not perfect, even though you're not perfect too, but they don't understand it, them thinking you're perfect is gonna make them not like you, if that makes sense. Mm. So they're looking up to you like you're, you're the guy, right? Thinking that you're amazing and there's nothing, that no fault you have. But you've got a hell of a fault. Everyone has a weakness, right? So, but they think you have none and then they find their insecurity and they think you have none so then they're jealous of you thinking that you don't have any that's what people need to be mindful of as well mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> that's a very that's very deep i think it's it's
0: a lesson in leadership right so like where, where where did you learn that from It's just experience it's just
1: like it's just i want to say an age thing but i'm tiny so I, I think it's just, it's just
0: the way From living life, I guess
1: Yeah, just from my experiences so far Like, obviously, I try not to appear as perfect A lot of people that see me on social media might think that But I can only talk to so many people about about the truth And tell them this stuff, right? But if any, people watching this, obviously, they know now That I'm not perfect at all I'm sure you're not perfect either Of course not and I'm sure you guys watching this know you're not perfect. If you, if, if you got offended by that, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. I was gonna say, I'm sorry for not being sorry. <laughs> but, sorry, sorry. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sorry because you need to understand that because that could be detrimental to you as well and your development because if you think you're perfect, you're not gonna improve yourself and you're gonna be on the same level forever. And you know, when you, once you stop growing, you're actually going down, you're actually getting worse. Yeah. It's either you're growing or you're dying.
0: And you're not getting better because you think you're perfect. You're dying. Yeah. That's Steve, man. That's Steve. Really what you thinking here, like, it's so true. I think <clears throat> it goes for leaders. That's a leadership principle in, in my eyes. So, any situation, any area of life where you're leading, you have to implement that because it's like, if you are portraying yourself to be that this perfect leader, mm. as you're saying, the, all those reasons like are the reasons why eventually you'll. Fail. you'll crumble because exactly. it's not leadership it's not leadership, you have, you have to be able to, to to relate to people to okay. to,
1: to resonate with like have traits that resonate with them <clears throat> Back. this mm-hmm. is what I was talking to about when I was on the way to the workshop that I was doing today in a yeah. school this is exactly what I was saying talking to you about with, with my boy we were talking about obviously how we are talking about, basically, we got to the conversation about the Euros, obviously, Saka and um, yeah, yeah. This, it. Never, I never got onto them. Saka is my age, and he's in the Euros final starting every week. He's saving Arsenal every week. <laughs> I'm in no position to talk about my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm proud of him. Even before the penalty, I, I, I was filming the thing, and you can hear me say, I'm proud of this kid. Because this kid is my age, doing what he's doing. He had a dream to play in the Premier League for Arsenal. Only a portion of players can do that. And he's done that. Sancho's done that, yeah? Rashford's done that. At big clubs. Dortmund is actually a big club. Man United, big club. Arsenal, as so much as so the haters would disagree, big club. I'm not saying it's the big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. it's the Who do you support? Uh, we can talk about that one Is that top, no? Oh no, hell no. <laughs> okay, cool, we'll <laughs> talk about that after. Yeah, but, you see when he missed, Calvin Phillips Came up to him And helped him mm. When the ma- young Stafford Manion Had a guard, I think it's like you yeah, yeah. When he missed Ronaldo Consoled him mm-hmm. Right Because Whether it was At a senior level Youth level Or anything like that Players like You know Players like them prof- Real professionals Have stepped up to play And they sold the bag For their team They sold the bag They've made a mistake They've made the team Lose the game On or whatever. And that relatability that you mentioned is what can make you a leader mm. because if you've experienced that and know how they feel you can then say to them it's okay mm. and that's why failure is important i know it's obviously everyone says failure is important but that's why it's important i'm not going to go i'm not going to break down that acronym for failure and everything because everyone's heard it okay. but it's true because if you haven't if you haven't failed if you haven't lost the, the game for the team or anything like that if you're too scared to do that then you can't really become a leader mm. No leaders have succeeded at everything. You might have exams in school, that I, I flopped way more exams than I passed in school. I got my GCSEs, yes, but probably passed before my GCSEs. No more than ten exams in my life, and that's just passing it. I passed my GCSEs, so I can relate when one of my mentees is like, Jonas, man, I got a I got a one or a zero on my exam. I'm in year eleven. I'm a few months away from my GCSEs." Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah, that's true. That's important. It's very, very important. It's very
0: very important. Yeah, I think that they they say like some of the best teachers are the people who struggled in school, the, the people who maybe didn't get things as, as as quickly because they can relate to you know they can relate to students, other students who aren't catching on to things as quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who it was just really easy for them can't relate to the students that that mm-hmm. weren't really aren't as aren't as sharp as other students. it takes a bit takes them a bit longer to to mm-hmm. to, to, to catch on to things. Mm-hmm. So. Like that's that's just such a great point and then also feeding it into failure, like and then like that's why I, it's why failure is like it's almost important in a sense because it's like it makes you it, it helps you to be relatable, it helps you to understand what other people are going through it and if you use it and channel it in the right way, you can be very, very impactful with what you do and I think that's exactly what you're doing, and I think shout out to you with, with what you're doing and, and take him what may have been perceived to be negative by a lot of people and a lot of people would have allowed that to crush them perhaps but right. you've taken that and you said you know what i can use this to be become a leader and i think yeah, you're just getting started but bro, you. just just keep going man. Yeah. keep pushing Thank and um yeah man I, I hope to see i can't wait to see how far you go